Hey there, and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com. Actually, I want to give a, a special welcome to, to three types of listeners this morning. Um, firstly, if this is the first time you've joined us here, thank you so much indeed. I really do appreciate you you, um, you stopping by, and uh, I hope you'll stay with us for many more. And, and don't forget, you can always download back issues, back episodes of, uh, of the podcast. I think we're, this may be number 166. As I speak, all of them are still available back there. So if you like this one, you may want to go back and listen to those. And if you've been around for some time, I want to give a special welcome to you too. If you've been, particularly if you've been with me all from episode one, it's great that you're still uh, with me. And I want to give an even more particular welcome to those listeners who are spreading the word about this podcast. I can't believe it. In under a year, uh, this sounds like I'm bigging myself up. I'm not. I, I am humbled by this, genuinely humbled by this. In under a year, this is now listened to in 63 countries around the world. I, I, I may come back to that later. There's a, there's a question I want to ask you about that. But if you've been part of that, if you've been part of getting this message out there, uh, telling people to, to listen to this, thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate it. Anyway, I want to talk today about uh, a couple of very brief questions I had this morning while I was out walking my little dog Jack. And again, if you're a regular listener, you'll know we've got a little Jack Russell Terrier called with supreme lack of imagination Jack. But anyway, let me just put a timestamp on this. It's Friday, the 28th of April, 2017. It's a, it's a mild but overcast day here in the UK. We've had a, a lot of dry weather, a lot of dry weather Um over the past few weeks. It's pretty mild today. It didn't start out like that today, though. Um, when I took Jack out, it was very cold, uh, unseasonably cold. In fact, I had two sweaters and and a fleece on. Uh, boy, did that change quite quickly. <laughs> I was starting to wish that we'd waited sort of 10, 15 minutes before we set out on our journey, and I, I would have taken several layers off, I think. It was a, a very warm walk by the end of it. But a couple of nights ago, it wasn't so warm. We had a really, really heavy frost. Uh, and that damaged um, quite a lot of the plants in the garden, the, the new growth on the plants in the garden. So I decided this morning as our walk that I'd take Jack up to our allotment. And I've explained this before, but if you're not familiar with it, an allotment is a small piece of land that you can rent out and grow your own food on. And so we've got one a um, little bit of a walk away, probably 10, 15 minutes walk away from the house here. Uh, and so I decided that we'd swing by there on our walk with Jack this morning. On the way there, though, there was a road ahead closed sign. And I'll, I'll come back to that later. But anyway, at the allotment, fortunately, the frost damage wasn't too bad. And that was mainly because we're so late this year in getting stuff planted for various reasons. I, again, if you're a regular listener, you'll know I had a, a bug that sort of hung around for a while it was pretty debilitating and carol's been particularly busy with work at the local village school so we're really behind and it sort of saved us in a way because there are quite a lot of people who have lost a lot of their hard work by this unseasonably late frost of a couple of nights ago while i was up there i met with uh, with friends of ours bev and jim and we got chatting and um about 
you know what they'd lost what was okay and all that sort of stuff i'm not going to go into that sort of details this is not the po- this is not an agricultural podcast if this is the first time you're listening to it you supreme thing what what's he talking about this is not what this is about at all anyway we got talking and uh we fell into talking about uh they just come come back from their travels we if again if this is not the first time you listen you'll know that we just had a break in granada in spain and I, I won't go on about that again although i may refer to it in another podcast later we were exchanging stories about that and we'd had a wonderful time and i said to bev and jim oh that sounds fantastic how did it go uh and and jim says it wasn't fantastic for me and i thought oh lord what what's what's the matter and bev looked at me shook her head and said it was. It was. It's always the same. Um, <laughs> Jim said, yeah, he said, as far as I'm concerned, any day away from the village is a day wasted. Now, what are your thoughts about that? You see, out of context, you could take it as Jim was being very insular, very, um, they'd call it a little England around here. You know, he's very, he's not a bit of it. He's one of the friendliest, most outward looking men you could wish to meet. We moved to this village over 30 years ago and Bev and Jim were among the very first to welcome us to, to the village. He's not one who built a fence around his uh, house and not let anybody in or or the village. He, You know, he's not, this is our village and keep out. He's not at all. He's the most welcoming guy you'd ever wish to meet. See, the thing with Jim is though, he's really, really happy where he is. Doesn't want to exclude others from it, but he's really, really happy where he is. And as far as he's concerned, all his happiness is here. And therefore, he's not particularly bothered about going away from that. He can see the beauty in things. He can see the interest in things. He can see all of that elsewhere. And he appreciates it. But he knows where he's happiest. I mean, what a, what a gift that is. What an absolute gift that is. I'm happy here, but I love to travel. I'd love to travel. If I could travel more, I would. I'd love to see new things, meet new people, get new cultures, be exposed to all of that. Love it. But Jim knows where he's happy. And I think that's a real gift. He's not doing it in an exclusive way. He doesn't want to shut anybody out from that. But he knows where he's at. Look, you know as well as I do that this podcast is all about making changes. But sometimes you meet somebody and you think, you don't need to change, do you? Sometimes you meet somebody who is, I was going to say okay, more than okay, right where they are. And that's Jim. And I I think that's fantastic. Look, if you're like Jim, don't go thinking this podcast has nothing to offer you. It has. But what I'd say is, if you're happy right where you are right now, then treasure that. Really. I mentioned that road sign, didn't I? That that road close sign. And I said that I would come back to it. Well, okay, this village of ours, there are only three ways of getting in or out of the village. So when one of those gets closed, it can cause a, a bit of a problem. And when two go... Even more so. I mean, that often happens in the winters here. We get very wet winters and roads get flooded and quite often we'll, we'll only have one route out of the village. But this morning there was, a, I, I think, presumably from roadworks somewhere outside the village, one of the roads was closed and occasionally you'll get people coming through who are, who are lost because they've had to divert around. And that happened this morning. This morning, uh, as we walked up to the allotment, 
a car pulled up beside us and there was a couple in it and the window wound down and the lady in the passenger seat said to me, excuse me, could you tell me where the village butcher is? Uh, sorry, I, this, if there are any vegetarians or vegans listening, there is mention of butchery and meat here, but it's not about butchery and meat. So um, stick with me. That's not the point of the story. It's nothing to do with meat. Anyway, I said, yes, of course. Um, if you go up to the top of the hill there and you'll see the pub uh, on the left, well, that's a corner. Turn left there and then you'll see the little fire station that we've got um, about 200 yards long. And then it's sort of directly opposite that. Oh, thanks. We, we've been here loads of times before, but we've never been this way. Oh, right. OK. So said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, we're very lucky to have that butcher. Uh, I'm not surprised you visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We come from Essex. I said, what? He said, yeah, we come from Essex quite regularly. We come for the sausages. Can you imagine this? Sausages. Now, for anybody unfamiliar with the geography of the UK, which is the majority of my listeners, I would imagine... I live in Sussex, and you think that Essex was fairly close. And I suppose in the scheme of things it is, but I can tell you to get to the nearest part of Essex from where I live, you're talking at least an hour and a half's drive. At least an hour and a half's drive on a good day when there's no traffic around. And at that time of day, they would have experienced traffic uh, around the M25, which is the road that goes round there, sort of loops around London. To the other end of Essex, you're probably talking up even two, three hours. Now... They drive a minimum of an hour and a half or three hour round trip to buy sausages from our village butcher. Now, why would they do that? It's because they're fantastic. Our village butcher is fantastic. There's there's no two ways about it. He gives great service and great value and it's a great product. And again, apologies to any vegetarians or vegans that are listening. The point is not about the butcher. (laughs) The point is about the service and the product and the value that he's offering. So these people are prepared to travel a minimum of three hours to get something that they could get maximum of 10 minutes away from their own home. But they travel three hours because this is better. He's offering a value that nobody within the vicinity is offering. Now, as an aside, I must tell you that for about 30 years of our time in the village here, we never used this butcher. It was on our doorstep. It's on our doorstep. Literally, I could walk from my door, five minutes, I'm in that butcher's shop. Didn't use him. Because we assumed, because he was high quality, high end and all that sort of stuff, we assumed he'd just be, quite frankly, out of our price range. It was just an assumption. How stupid was that? Because in all of those 30 years, we'd always commented on the queues outside this place. And our curiosity wasn't sufficient to say, well, why are people queuing? Surely, if this guy's expensive, why are people queuing? And he, bottom line is, he's not expensive. Great quality and not expensive. Not the cheapest by a long way, but not expensive. And certainly offering enough value that would entice somebody to drive a minimum of three hours and maybe six hours to come and buy sausages. So that's a question I've got for you today. If you're thinking of breaking out on your own, if you're thinking of going it alone, think about what do you have that would cause somebody to drive three hours, four hours, five hours, even six hour round trip to get it from you? What value is it that you have that you could offer that will persuade somebody to do that? 
And don't say you haven't. You have. Just think about it. You have something unique. You have something, some value that you can offer that people want. Nowadays, you don't, unless it's sausage, you don't have to drive for it. We live in a global society now, don't we? I've got listeners I've mentioned. I've got listeners in 63 countries around the world. You can access those same people. You can access those same people. You've got something of value that they want. You've just got to figure out what it is. So what have you got that people would drive two hours for? Think about it. Okay, um, I mentioned that 63 countries, didn't I? Now, I'm intrigued by that. I'll tell you for why. Up until pretty recently, the largest, because I get told how, you know, the proportions of my listeners are in which countries and that sort of stuff. So the vast majority of my listeners are in the US. And that's no surprise because the US has a high proportion of English-speaking people, population that's roughly uh, five times the population of the UK. So no major surprise there. So it was, it was the US followed by the UK and countries on cascading on down. However, a couple of months ago, Germany popped up above the UK. It went US, Germany, UK. So that was the... I was intrigued by that. But now, over the past few weeks, two or three weeks, guess which country has sneaked into second position? I'm blown away by this. Japan. Japan. So I've got listeners in Japan, which is phenomenal. I am so happy about that. So now we go US, Japan, Germany, UK. Now, obviously, I'd like my home crowd to sort of jump up a bit, you know, but but you can't have everything. But I'm intrigued by that. I, I'm, I'm thrilled and intrigued by that. Now, I was mentioning that the other day, the, the fact that I got so many listeners in Japan. And somebody said, well, maybe it's people who are learning English and maybe they want to listen to a, a British native English speaker to, to get the accent. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm intrigued. I'm, I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's true. But Maybe they're listening to the message. I, I have no idea. So if you're one of those listeners in Japan, I'd love to hear from you. Look, wherever you are in the world, literally, wherever you are in the world, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, Aussie at whensmytime.com. That's O-double-Z-Y or O-double-Z-Y, depending on where you are in the world. Aussie at whensmytime.com. And tell me, why do you listen? I, I'd love to hear from you. I'd also love it if you tell other people about this and spread the word even further and head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And subscribe while you're over there because that way you'll never miss another episode. So subscribe there and leave me a review and a bunch of stars because that helps this podcast rise in the rankings and get found by yet more people because I'd love it if we were in 100 countries, wouldn't you? Now, there's a bunch of other stuff that I wanted to talk about, and I may well jump back on here. We've been on long enough now. But thank you so much indeed for choosing to spend your time with me just now. Remember, think about what it is that you've got that people would drive two hours for. you got something. I've been Ozier, founder of whensmytime.com, and I'm here to tell you, your time is now. <laughs>